praise the Lord. Bwana sifiwe. Yes, he has said much about myself. Uh, just to say, I don't have a PhD in chemistry, but rather that is what I'm currently doing. Yes. I've been a student here for, from 2010. Yes, so first years. This is a good place to be. Yes, was here May 2010, and I've refused to go away up to today. Praise the Lord. You are in the right place. That I can assure you. If I start counting of the blessings of the Lord, which are directly associated with this place, uh, that might be something for another day, not for today. Praise the Lord. So allow me to join him and say welcome to JQuat. More importantly, welcome to JQuat Christian Union. Praise the Lord. Yes. It's a place where you will grow. If you are interested in growing, let me put that disclaimer. If you are interested in growing. Ah. So today, before we continue, I want us to sing a hymn. I'll do the first answer and the chorus. Yes. I'll ask my wife to assist me. I'm not very good at singing. I might throw people off key. I will just do the first stanza and the chorus, and then we get into our study for today. And it's my prayer and hope that God will be able to minister to us. confidence that I can sing. <laughs> okay, so we can we can sing the first hymn, the first stanza. Uh, oh, just the words, okay? Don't listen to the voice. <laughs> I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he has made known. No Christ in love redeemed me for his own. Can we go again? I know not why God's wondrous grace to me has made known. No, I unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that but I know <laughs> and I'm persuaded 
what is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Lord, we thank you and we bless your name. King of glory, as we look into your word this evening, that Lord, we shall learn, we shall know, we shall encounter you, Lord, that we shall stand as people who know whom we believed in, Lord. Redeem our Lord with a deep persuasion, Jehovah, that you shall be able to keep us until the end of day. King of glory, we bless your name, for in Jesus' name I pray. Yes, praise the Lord. Firm foundation. Firm foundation. Ah. What's a foundation? If we start from there. Uh, partly what I do is teaching, and I enjoy teaching. And a common part of teaching is interaction. So I love getting feedback. So before we start, just some random thoughts on what you know about foundation. We'll start with the missions coordinator. Anything you can tell us about foundation? It's supposed to be strong. Do we have somebody in the building sciences? Architecture, uh, civil, yes. Why is a foundation an important thing when we are talking about a structure? Thank you. Let's appreciate him. It supports the entire building. Basically, when we look at a foundation, is to ensure that when you are putting up your structure, it is a stable structure. Praise the Lord. I was looking at it. It's far from where I'm interested in my line of study. But the foundation of this hall should be able to support the entire load that this hall can be able to sustain. So that if you are going to construct a, a building that is having 10 floors, then you realize that the deeper the foundation goes. Praise the Lord. The more you'll be required to do at the foundation level. More materials to be consumed, more effort, as opposed to somebody who is just constructing a building with one floor. Praise the Lord. The other key thing is that you've seen when houses begin to tilt, it's because the foundation was not set properly. So that when you are thinking about constructing, putting up a structure, you need to do a lot of due diligence to its foundation. You can put up a very beautiful structure. But if the foundation is not done right, 
then I can assure you it's a question of when will the building come down. Praise the Lord. So when we are talking about firm foundation, we are really looking at our lives first as human beings, but more importantly as believers. It is important that we establish what is the foundation upon which we stand on. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at certain scriptures and there are certain words that are used that would be of interest. First Corinthians chapter 3 Let me pick it from verse 9 all the way to 15. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one Take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has been built on it endures, he'll receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. Paul makes it clear that no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation of our lives, and I dare say the foundation of life itself, is who? Jesus Second Peter chapter 2. Sorry, First Peter chapter 2 verse 4 to 10. But I lead up to verse 8. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, 
the stone which the builders has rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which you are also appointed. Praise the Lord. Colossians Praise the Lord. So it talks of two things so far. The foundation is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Then First Peter describes him to be a chief cornerstone. Uh, I don't know. But those who grew up in the village... How many have ever encountered a grass-thatched house? So at least I'll not be off to everyone. If you look keenly at the grass-thatched house, most of them, the way they are designed, there's always a central post in the house. At the center, most of them tend to be round in shape. At the center where the roof, at the apex, there's a post that runs from the ground up to up. That post or that pole plays a similar role to what we call the cornerstone. Praise the Lord. It's basically a stone that is set to ensure the entire house takes the proper shape. When they were laying the foundation stone, it was laid strategi strategically so that the entire building is rightly positioned. Praise the Lord. The angles of the rest of the building would be dependent on it. Scripture also talks of that now, therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. That is Ephesians chapter 2, 19 to 20. When the Bible talks of the cornerstone, there is also the other word closely related to it, and that is the capstone. You'll find some versions talks of cornerstone, some talk of capstone. Now for the capstone, 
the word to cup, when we say we want to cup everything, what are we doing? We are finalizing. So that the capstone was usually the final stone that is put in place. And it was meant to hold everything together. So that when we look at when scripture talks of Christ being the chief cornerstone, it carries with it two things. He is right at the foundation. He is the one that sets direction for everything else. But he is also the one that crowns it all. Praise the Lord. Christ being the foundation of life is not really something that we get to choose. It's already a decision that has been made, that has been set. By who? God himself. In First Peter, Peter says that that which indeed has been rejected by men was chosen by who? By God. So it is not for me and you to choose which foundation are we going to build on. There is already a foundation that has been set and God is not going to change his mind. Therefore, it is upon me and you to align ourselves to that which God has already made. Praise the Lord. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Praise the Lord. And what does John tell us when that creation was being done? John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him nothing was made. That was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Praise the Lord. That all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. Are you part of that which was made? If you are something that was made, then we traced our origin from him. Indeed, verse 4 says that in him was life. So that before even we talk about as believers, it is important that we recognize as creation of God, the foundation of it all is who? Jesus. How much more important is it for us as believers, therefore, that we ensure we are set on the right foundation? It would be a tragedy if for me as a believer, I'm not founded, I'm not rooted upon Jesus Christ. Everything else fails. The whole story of the Bible is about who? Jesus. Luke chapter 24 verse 27. And this is the story of the two disciples on their way to Emmaus. Verse 27, the scripture records this. And this was now when Christ was talking to them. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning 
himself. Praise the Lord. When God gave us this for instruction of our life, the central message in it remains to be who? Jesus. Quickly, I want us to look at some of the imageries that we can pick from each book in the Bible. If you start from Genesis all the way to generation, there must be a picture of Christ that we are able to pick up. In Genesis, we see him as the creator and the promised redeemer. Exodus, we see him as the Passover lamb. Leviticus, we see him as the high priest. Numbers, we see him as water in the desert. In Deuteronomy, he becomes a curse for us. In Joshua, we see him as the commander of the army of the Lord. In Judges, he's the one who delivers us from justice. In Ruth, we see him as our kinsman redeemer. First and second Samuel is all in one. He's both is the prophet, is the priest, is the king. He is the king of grace and love. First Kings, we see him as a ruler greater than Solomon. Second King, we see him as the king of grace and love. First Chronicles is the son of David that is coming to rule. Second Chronicle is the king who reigns eternally. In Ezra is the priest proclaiming freedom. In Nehemiah is the one who restores that which is broken down. In Esther is the protector of his people. In Job is the mediator between God and man. In Psalms is our song in the morning and in the night. In Proverbs is our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes is our meaning of life. Songs of Solomon we see him as the author of faithful love. In Isaiah we see him as the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, he's the weeping Messiah. In Lamentations, he assumes God's wrath for us. In Ezekiel, he's the son of man. In Daniel, we see him as the stranger in the fire with us. In Hosea, is the faithful servant. He's the faithful husband, even when we run away. In Joel, he's sending his spirit to his people. In Hamos, he delivers justice to the oppressed. Obadiah, he's the judge of those who do evil. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, he cast our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. In Nahum, he proclaims future world peace that we cannot even imagine. Habakkuk, he crushes justice. Zephaniah, the warrior who saves. Haggai restores our worship. Zechariah, he's, he prophesies a Messiah pierced for us. Malachi is the son of righteousness who brings healing. In Matthew, we see him as the Messiah who is king. In Mark is presented as Messiah who is the servant. In Luke is the Messiah who is a deliverer. In John is the Messiah who is God in flesh. Acts we see him as the spirit who dwells in his people. In Romans is the righteousness of God. First Corinthians is the power and the love of God. Second Corinthians is down payment of what's to come. In Galatians is our very life. Ephesians the unity of our church. Philippians, the joy of our life. Colossians, he holds the supreme position in all things. First Thessalonians, our comfort in the last days. Second Thessalonians, our returning king. First Timothy is the savior of the worst sinners. Second Timothy is the leader of leaders. Titus, the foundation of truth. Philemon, our mediator. Hebrews, our high priest. James, he matures our faith. First Peter, our hope in times of suffering. Second Peter, the one who guards us from false teaching. First John is the source of all fellowship. 
Second John is, a God in, is God in flesh. Third John is the source of all truth. Jude, he protects us from some stumbling. In Revelation, we see him as the king of kings, the lord of lords, the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He is coming again and the one who makes all things new. Praise the Lord. These are just but some of the things that we can see about Christ. There are many more that the various books talk about. Praise the Lord. So that when he was telling them all that was concerning him, he was basically directing us to the essence of life, the center of life. Because that is who he is. He is the foundation. He is the rock upon which we need to stand. Praise the Lord. When we consider this, we say that a foundation ensures stability of a structure. Praise the Lord. Those of you who did chemistry, let me borrow a little bit. Anyone doing chemistry? Or did chemistry? Or physics? Radioactivity? Carbon-14. Is it stable or radioactive? Does it decay or not? What is the half-life? It's almost 5,700 years. 5,700 years. How many of us are able to live one half-life of carbon-14? Or even a mere fraction of it? but it's considered unstable. Praise the Lord. And this is where we need to be very keen. Being unstable does not imply just a short duration. Praise the Lord. There are people who live their lives completely and in total disregard of Christ, and their lives appear to be somehow stable. But in reality, that life is what? Unstable. They might go for a duration. It might go for a while that they're enjoying. That everything appears to be okay. And this is what something that David cried about in Psalms. That he sees the wicked flourishing. Remember. For some it might be a day. For some it might be a century. But that which is unstable never changes the fact. Praise the Lord. A building that is unstable can remain firm. You remember when Christ was talking of the two builders? The one on sand and the one on what? Stone. The two houses were standing until what happened? Storms came. So I might be standing and having an illusion that everything is okay. It's simply because the storms of life have not yet come. Praise the Lord. Have you ever thought or assumed somebody is very humble? They have never... Wait, what's the English word? I'm having a very bad influence. Nobody has chokozad them. No one has provoked them yet. They might appear to be very calm. It's until the day you'll step on their feet that you realize what is beneath. Praise the Lord. 
So that let us not deceive ourselves that I can do without Christ. I can be able to lay another foundation. It might work for a while, but in truth is when storms come, when issues of life come, it will come crumbling down. Praise the Lord. Man was designed. Man was designed to function in Christ, through Christ, for Christ. Praise the Lord. That is how our master designed. That we function in Christ, through Christ, for Christ. Let me pick an illustration. I have this microphone. Without the speakers, will it be of much use? No matter what I do, the microphone and the speakers must go together among the other components that are there. That is how it was designed. I can't buy the microphone then say, ah, I'll use the microphone by itself, whichever way. Praise the Lord. So that when God was designing life, Romans chapter 11 verse 36 says that, for of him, through him, and to him are all things, in whom, to whom be glory forever. And that is with reference to who? To Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Of him, through him, in him are all things. Praise the Lord. Then he says also that we are his workmanship created where? In Christ so, besides Christ, our foundation is missing. There is nothing that can hold. Praise the Lord. And that's why in Colossians, as Paul speaks, he says that as you received Christ, so walk in him, rooted and built up. Praise the Lord. How well we are conscious of the foundation upon which we are st standing on will determine how I we can be able to rise in this life. All of us, the foundation we have is Christ. But then now we need to be very conscious and deliberate that we are building on that foundation. Praise the Lord. We acknowledge it or not, that foundation remains to have been set. But then there is a call for you and me to ensure we are building on that foundation. When we are cognizant that without him, we are coming down. And one thing that I can assure you, the temptations, the pressures of life will come. There is no escaping. Christ said that this world has persecuted him. 
we are not going to run away from it. Praise the Lord. Times are going to come when you are going to be pushed to the wall, when you are going to be pushed to the limit. Are you going to draw upon that foundation? Praise the Lord. That might be the only difference between you standing and everything else crumbling. When I was young, I think I must have been around six years old. Uh, I decided to become naughty and disobedient. There was a cut that had broken down that we decided to play on and we were warned not to play there by an elderly person. Barely 10 minutes later, I was bleeding profusely. Uh, for those of you who have interacted close and if you are keen, I'm missing part of my ear. It was squeezed. That bit disappeared. I got amputation without knowing. How that thing never crushed my head, I never understand. Praise the Lord. God preserved me. He kept me. Praise the Lord. By then I was young. I didn't really know much about him. I didn't really care much about him. But he preserved me. Praise the Lord. He is the essence of life, whether we acknowledge it or not. But more importantly, as believers, as people who call upon his name, how much more is he able to preserve us when we always are very deliberate about him as our foundation? This semester, your theme is Christ should hear his voice. He is our shepherd. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. The picture of a shepherd, especially in the context of the Israelites, they don't lead from behind. They lead from where? In front. It's not like our case where the shepherd is following after the sheep. For them, when they talk about it, the shepherd is in front and the sheep follow him. Christ as our foundation, where we are starting from. Scripture makes it clear that there is nothing that we can go through that he has not yet experienced. If anything, he has been tempted way beyond most of us. If Christ is our shepherd, besides our foundation, we are now building from that. Him being our shepherd means he's also a what? A forerunner. He's gone ahead of us. Praise the Lord. Him sustaining, him 
preserving us. Him seeing us through the end. Because he has said, I will be with you till the very end of time. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 23 makes this quite clear. And I love this, that he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. There is much more that is at stake when I'm deliberate about Christ being my foundation and actively building on it, then it is no longer just about me, but it is therefore about him. We've said that in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, he is the very life that we have. Praise the Lord. And therefore the interest that he has transcends way beyond me. In seeking to preserve, in seeking to sustain me, it's not just about myself, but it's about his name's sake. Praise the Lord. So that if we can see how God jealously defends his name, how God jealously defends his name, then that is the same jealousy that we can be assured that he'll use in defending us. Praise the Lord. When Jesus was in the boat, and then the storm comes, he was very peaceful. He was sleeping in the midst of a storm. And the disciples started what? Panicking. Had the disciples realized that by the mere fact that Jesus is in this boat, this boat cannot capsize. Praise the Lord. It would be a huge tragedy that the boat capsized with who? Jesus. If they really understood who he was, imagine a storm causing God to subside. Subside what? To capsize. It would be criminal. It would be illegal. It would be unheard of. So that if they were not anything else about themselves, but the mere fact that they were with Jesus in the boat, that should itself have given them the confidence that no matter what, we are not dying. Praise the Lord. And that is the same thing. When we are founded upon who? Jesus Christ, then we can be very sure that the protection that we are receiving, the surety of us seeing it through the end, is not because of anything else, but because of Christ who is with us. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 2. But now, thus is the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I am, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. 
When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. Praise the Lord. And all this because we are his. When this building is to fail, it's to collapse. Who will we look at? Will we mock the building? We'll look at who built this building. Who put it up? When we are conscious of Christ as our foundation, when we are set on that foundation, then when issues come, it is now God to do with the builder. And we can take it for certainty that God has promised. And when he says that when you pass through the waters, he'll be with us. Things will come, they will test us. But how firm is our foundation will determine whether we make it to the end. Praise the Lord. Scarcity will come. Times of need. Despair will come. Hopelessness will come. Sickness will come. Adversities of life will encounter them. But when we are set on the foundation, when we are deliberate that Christ is our foundation, then indeed we can rest assured that he who has called us, he is faithful to keep us till the very end. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is. You might not be aware where your fee is going to come from. Things might not be looking hopeful. Things might not be having any hope. Praise the Lord. But we can be rest assured that he is faithful to his word. Praise the Lord. We are not going to be the first people that he has kept through. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right into the fire. They were not burnt. They were not scorched. Not even a hair on their head was burnt. Praise the Lord. He was with Daniel right into that den of lion, and he came out. He was with Jonah right in the belly of the fish for three days, three nights. Praise the Lord. There is nothing new that we can expect of God. When we look at scripture, when we study scripture keenly, we'll be able to see this that he promises. He has already done them and is more than willing to do them over and over again. If anything, it is for the sake of his name. Praise the Lord. Let us be on our feet. As, as, as we begin the semester, we are not certain what lays ahead. For most of us. But the beauty is it. Somebody once told me this. 
there's a lot of uncertainty about tomorrow. But there is one thing that is certain. Is that my God will be there. Praise the Lord. And that is enough for me to face tomorrow. With its uncertainty. We don't know how the semester may unfold. But now we are talking of Christ being our firm foundation. It doesn't matter what will come along. When we are rooted in that foundation, then we can be able to stand. It is a foundation that we ourselves are not laying. It was already laid by God. Who understands all the intricacies of this life. And is very sure that when we stand upon Christ as our foundation. Then we are able to see to the very end of it. Because after all, he was the designer of life. Praise the Lord. It is not a question of where we have doubts. With whoever constructed the foundation. We are very sure of who he is and that is God. He who formed life. Praise the Lord. And that is why Christ had to be from the beginning. He is the Alpha. He is the beginning. He is the source. Praise the Lord. I just want us to take a moment and pray to God. Raise our voices. Is there an area in which we feel inadequate about it. As we are talking about a firm foundation, Christ is here for us. Praise the Lord. He's here to help us through. We said that in Acts, he is the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. Praise the Lord. He's here to help us. He's here to help me. He's here to help you. Praise the Lord. Just lift up your voice to God. Redeemer Lord, we thank you and we bless your name. We are here, Lord, my Father. You're reminding us that you are the firm foundation. Lord Jesus, that you are the source of life. That the beginning was with you, King of glory. How we bless your name. How we honor you. How we glorify you, Lord. That, Lord, my Father, this understanding Jehovah, Lord, my God, may not just be something that we are sent to mentally, Lord, but it may be the reality of our lives. It may be the encounter of our daily lives, Redeemer, Lord, that indeed you are the foundation upon which we stand. That when the issues of life come, when the adversities, when the seasons of temptations, when the seasons of trials come, Lord, Redeemer, Lord, we shall be cognizant of that foundation. We shall be able to stand and see through the victory that you've wrought for us. We bless your name, King of glory. If there's anyone 